everybody. Welcome to our Best of 2023. I'm your host, Christian. And I'm your co-host, Levi. And before we get started, quick reminder, check us out on Patreon if you want to get some cool exclusive benefits like access to our Discord livecast and exclusive swag. So, today we're going to be talking about our favorite releases of 2023. It's a bit uncharacteristic for us to do an episode where we don't like cover some new releases, I guess. So this is a first for us, sort of breaking our own rules, if you will. We always slap it in at the end of like the last episode of the year, or mm-hmm. it's kind of the beginning. Sometimes I would say more this, often the beginning. <laughs> this time, this year, we're starting fresh. We're doing the best ofs before the beginning of the year, and it's a special episode. Levi insisted. He got up on the table and made a speech in front of everyone. Did that- you see how, how far I threw that chair? <laughs> that shit was crazy. That we had to do a separate episode. I almost hit a baby. That was nuts. Again, I'm just I'm taking your lead here because you are like the podcast enjoyer, whereas I am. I'm a very casual enjoyer. I'm only very specific, but, you know. Constant reminder, Christian, producer of MathCast, doesn't really listen to podcasts. Mm Mm-mm. It is what it is. The only podcast I I really, truly enjoy is the Heaviest podcast. So, shameless plug for them at the start of our best. Shout out, Heaviest! (laughs) They're nice boys. I love them. Oh, should we do like a best of like podcast, but then just bash every podcast of like that kind of thing? <laughs> a best of where we, we just deliver, bash all of our enemies for all of our. We deliver more unwelcomed critique. All right. <clears throat> so I know Levi, you don't have a an honorable mention section, but I I took a quick second to jot down some releases that I thought were worth of a mention at least. Christian and I both got top tens of EPs and LPs, but Christian did a little more homework than I did, so that is what it is. So in no particular order, Ekbom's self-titled release was just some really raw and aggressive mathcore and grind, and uh, if you're a fan of, of shit like Mouth Breather in Vain, I think that's definitely something that you should check out. It's like, you know, pitch shifting, heavy breakdowns, unhinged visceral vocals, so it's going to check a lot of boxes for listeners of this podcast. Very Mouth Breather for sure. Great Falls, Objects Without Pain. Man, there's a lot of emotional depth to that record. I wish I had given it more time, honestly, in retrospect, because it's. I think it's their best album yet. They've been around for such a fucking long time. I totally agree. Um, Great Falls is one of those ones where I'm like, I kept putting pen to paper like, uh, uh, but, you know. Same. Didn't happen. I, you know, I went by number of listens and then cross-referenced after another listen for like my personal enjoyment, did it still t- you know stand the test of time? Like, do I still enjoy it as much as I did? We're, we're, by the way, I want to interrupt um, for this this podcast. Like with our best ofs, you know, we accumulate the data how we enjoy each one, however however we do. But specifically, I've always stuck on my Spotify listens. That's really where I listen to my music. So I just most people use that. As I just I save my records and I just look at my Spotify listens. So I kind of cheat in that way. Christian, he's all over the fucking place. But well, yeah, you know, I've been using Last FM. So exactly, <laughs> exactly. You took the words out of my I'm mouth. I'm so envious that you. I, I've told numerous people I wish I did a Last FM like you did way back in the day when we were like living together. And you shit. still can too. I know, but you can, you can look back on all of your years of listening. 15 years so of listening. fucking rad, dude. Since the Manila house in yep, Humboldt County. That, yeah. yeah. Little things. From Joy released a really great LP as well. It kind of, I just, I didn't return to it very much after I listened to it the, the first few times, which is like six or seven times, but man, they, they're really on the, the cusp of like, what is the most cutting edge in metalcore right now? with their electronic inclusions and vaporwave stuff. It's just really unique and recognizable. I was just going to say, it's super fucking unique and just also smashing, you know? It's good. 
they've just they're making a huge name for themselves as well with a lot of like regional shows that have really good turnouts and they just got a, a really loyal following online as well so seeing a lot of really positive reception to from joy on a level that I you don't see from for too many bands other than like the Callous Cowboys so I will mention this never mind uh but uh you know from joy they did the whole bad company thing from joy Mm-hmm. On Bad Joy from the album Bad Joy, you from, know from Joy, from Joy, from, from joy, joy, from Joy, from, from joy, joy, from Joy, from Joy. Yeah, <laughs> they did that. Bad Company from Bad Company on Bad Company. Right. Pulses. It wasn't wasn't supposed to be like this. I mean, I really, really love the the album. It just they're proving with every release that they not only have a lot of range, but they are just endlessly cl- clever when it comes to hybridizing hip hop with post hardcore. I forgot about that one. Good mention. Yeah, was conflicted about not getting that one in the top ten for sure. Dead Soma's Pathos I thought was a really good uh, effort as well. I really liked their debut back in 2021, and the full length was an improvement in almost every way. A bit more stronger on like the new metal kind of leaning elements, if you will, but uh, definitely taking a lot more risks sonically. A lot of singing on that album as well. A nine minute closer, so that was also one where I had my pen to the paper. I'm like, am I putting in? I don't know. I don't know. That kind of thing. One of the best European mathcore bands, Dead Soma. I'd say they're like right up there with friggin' Frontier and uh, Pupil Slicer and all that. Soul Keeper, Holy Design. Another. Speaking of bands just establishing themselves at the cutting edge, I mean, the glitchy, pitch shifting metalcore and mathcore combo is is fucking. They're doing it right. This right year sure. has been a lot of glitchy pitch shifting mm-hmm. overall. That's, I mean, which I, I'm, I'm not complaining. I'm all for it. It's yeah. great. It's just kind of a new trend I'm noticing, you know? Yeah, I mean, we were really starting to see it back in Shout 2018. I mean, Frontierer <laughs> as well, I think, really helped popularize that, this yep. more groove-based, low-end approach where we're using the whammy a lot more. Yep. Speaking of such things, Autism with the White Tiger, hands God down. damn right, dude. Another great European mathcore band. I, I would put them right up with all the aforementioned I mentioned just a second ago. Uh, some incredible music videos for that album cycle as well. And it's definitely a step up from their last one, Dance in the Maze, which I think came out in like 2017. So this is a long time coming. See You Next Tuesday, Distractions. In terms of like a, a, a band that everyone was asking for a follow-up from, I think that they were pretty far up there. And I don't think that it's better than Parasite, but it's definitely a lot better than Intervals. I'll give them that. I, I love that the OGs came back yeah. and provided just you know? regardless, one of my favorite bands of all time. Massive respect for them. Parasite was a huge inspiration for me personally. So, Pillar of Wasps, a collective hallucination. Whoop, whoop. Signature guitar aesthetics there from Kane Taliaferro. They're basically instantly recognizable as soon as you hear their sound. Uh, he's on a level of like Chris Sarp with how just, again, idiosyncratic his sound is and how idiosyncratic this, the band's sound is. So. Guitar work, drum work has been... It was great. Yeah, the whole, the whole group is just immensely talented. The Armed Perfect Saviors, they've kind of transcended mathcore and they just have sort of moved away from that altogether. But, I mean, there's still that familiar wall of sound, some really good chaotic sequences as well. And uh, the melodic, more accessible passages did really end up sticking with me from this one. Okay, so let's move into our top 10 EPs. So my number 10 was the Motion Mosaic Limbo Conditions. This is a really strong batch of tracks I could have easily seen fitting in the scope of a larger album. 
uh, and they all kind of offer a, a bit something different in terms of dynamic flavor. Yeah, you know, I just think that they're kind of sadly underrated, you know. I agree. Um, this was another one where I was tempted to, I was, you know, just like, ah, oh, do I put it on? Do I, you know, that whole thing. Didn't put them on there, but man, uh, the tracks that they provide on that EP, solid as fuck. And just um, a great listen. I mean, we, we gave them high praise when we recovered them on the, pod- on the podcast, so naturally they're on here. On the podcast. On the, on the podcast. Yeah, fucking solid, man. Um, my number 10, Better Lovers. That just barely did not make my cut. On that, it's because of the pedigree and just the, the super group of it, and I did enjoy it versus the other super group. Mini eyes. That came out, I was like, I'll take this. So I will say there, there's one or two on my lists that I will call out that I am putting on just for the OG love and just the embracing of it, but truly I enjoyed the the, the tracks, but I am kind of also being a little biased because I'm like, I know who's behind this, that kind of thing. Yeah, so, 13 yeah. Under 30 I think is indisputably a very good song. When I went back and listened to that again, I was a bit more lukewarm on the other cuts, especially the last song, but I agree, definitely worth a mention in, in a list for sure. Cover art was great. I just like the, the direction of the new single like a lot more than the EP. Agreed, and I think that new single kind of got me juiced on the EP list, going back and listen to it. Once Same. again, this m- damn year might be an honorable mention to me, but it, it's my it's my it's my number ten. Just better lovers. I respect you deserve, that. You deserve to be on the list. So. They do. They do. Yep. I think everyone would have probably probably had raised an eyebrow had we not either one of us mentioned that. One. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so thank you for doing that. So my number nine was kicked in the head by a horse. Sporadic dystrophy. Just some extremely nasty and moshy shit, and I don't really have like a lot of commentary on this shit, other than it's kind of like next generation sort of CU space cowboy stuff. But um, I'm just really looking forward to what they do next. Very space, uh, CU space cowboy for sure. I'm not to like pigeonhole them because they're definitely doing their own thing, but it's a bit more mosh centric and less focused on. There's there's no focus on on pop. If, you know, it's maybe a bit of sass here and there, but I was, I was gonna say it's less sass than you know. Certainly less yeah, sass yeah, than them too. Yeah. I'm going to say, number nine, Nurture Nurture. Damn near, if I look at the tracks and the time length, I want to call it an LP, but it's apparently an EP. Uh, But man, just chimey, vibrant, beautiful, and emotional. Uh, It just, this brings pleasure to my ears every time I listen to it. Um, I probably revisit this EP once every week even it just might be a track um the fucking uh what's the insert from the drum uh movie uh what's the um oh uh, whiplash whiplash i fucking love the inserts from whiplash and everything uh it's just overall the inserts matching the beautiful twinkly uh chimey uh music that's going on here it's just it's it's top notch lyrically it hits me in the right way too yeah it just uh, and nurture, nurture. I gotta tell you, this is by far the best thing that you've popped out so far. Agreed. So, yep. Agreed. Yeah. Yep. Kudos, Jeff. Really killing it on this one for sure. The, you like the, you were like laid dormant for a second. And you're like bam, and then you came out. With well, this. he lost his drummer a while back, and 
the band kind of took more of like a social media like hiatus mental kind of health yep. focus sort of thing I mean it was oh, already oh yeah 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 they're all about health, uh, mental health exactly 2020 for sure yep yep so I think the, the pandemic like many other projects that we enjoy just kind of it, it put it you know on the back burner or you know it just went into hibernation if you will Nurt- this this one separated itself though but like, the electronic again. inclusion yes. specifically yep. like the little the little glitch elements for sure yep. really stepped this up a notch and it's really good for a one person project he's jeff has a really strong vision so yeah I, I respect that choice so my number eight was ghost train suplex <laughs> Damn, I forgot about that one. Yeah, really strong debut effort. Band brings some really great feedback-laden math core that is both catchy and technically proficient. Really raw-sounding production that very much lends itself to the style. Yeah, just some like earworms on this and uh, some really mosh-conscious passages, passages as well. Man, you've been throwing some moshy EPs on the in your back end here, man. Yeah, for sure, the, with uh, Kicked in the Head by a Horse and Ghost Train Suplex. Both of those are, are real moshy EPs, for sure. Man, uh, my number eight, Doctor from God. Fuck yeah. Digital Red. And... Because, you know, me more representing Screamo Index and everything. You know, I got to have some Screamo in here. I'm going to shoehorn that bitch in a few times. Uh, but, man, um, dual vocal craziness. The, um, the noise and chaotic distortion of The Outgift From God sometimes takes me away from it. But overall, uh, some tracks just fucking slap. Knife goes in, guts come out. Come on now. It's fucking, it's a great opener. So, yeah, it is. Um, and once again, this might be a little more biased. I just really favor the dual vocal screamo stuff. So it's got to come on my list here. So that's also on my list coming up here in a second. And I, I got to agree with you. That's a good choice for sure. Although I didn't think the production was as good. Oh, that's going to be that. It's an EP though. So you can't really complain about that. But I'll, I'll have a few more words about that when we get to my listening. My number seven was Black Matter Device, Buckshot Mouthwash, Mr. Mm. Uncomfortable. And truly, there's not much to talk about here because it's just two new tracks and a few live cuts and like a couple noise cuts. But those two new tracks are definitely feeling a bit more focused than some of the material from the LP, which is a trend on some of these other listings that I've got here as well. So yeah, man, number, number seven. seven, number seven for me, the Dow- Cal's Dow Boys. God smiles on the, upon uh, Cal's Dow Boys. Why not? I mean, it's like, first of all, we're going to, I mean, I'll say a little bit. Chris can say some more. Uh, I'm just super proud of this group. Uh, We've embraced them since the beginning of MathCore Index, uh, MathCast and everything. Uh, The group is aging like fine wine, just continuously adding more elements, um, never losing, just gaining. Uh, The arrangements are top notch on these like few tracks here. Uh, I just, I was not expecting them to come out with this EP, but it also, but I love the the marketing. They had merch coming out before this EP. I hated the merch. I'm just gonna come out and say it. I didn't. I couldn't stand it. But. It's, it's wordy merch. It's, but it's, it's like, a lot of words in the merch. They're killing it. They, yeah, I will yeah. say they, they're killing it in the merch game. There's yeah. no hate there. I just 
for my I would not wear the, the, it, the, it, the checked, it looks horrendous what I'm saying is what I'm saying is it, it checks it checks out because I was like what's up with this fucking merch like that I was like oh it's an upcoming EP here it is got it okay but um yeah overall though like uh, I mean why not Dow boys keep crushing it let's keep going good choice yep so my number six dot gift from God digital red I do think this is one of the best bands in this vein that's pushing this combination of metalcore, mathcore, and screamo. Totally agree. That harkens back to the days of MySpace, uh, but it still remains forward-thinking as well. It doesn't just necessarily feel like a, you know, a deliberate walk down. Well, it's not even like it doesn't even feel rehashed. I mean, no. there's like this like element of like newness to it. You know, very refreshing. You know. Yeah. Exactly. Um. All right. Uh, my number six. It's gonna be a deathcore kind of thing going on here. Snuffed on sight. I gotta give my Bay Area boys some love here. Uh, anybody out there has not listened yet, go listen to Snuffed on sight. Just uh, some really solid, just a uh, slammy deathcore shit. It going goes on. dummy. It goes dummy, indeed. Uh, They're one of the heaviest fucking bands in our area. The EP before this, uh, No Clown Shit, was top notch. Totally <laughs> so grabbed good. both of us by the balls. So good. This one might be a little more of a bias thing with me, too. Um, I'm just trying to give some barrier love. Uh, but Smoking palm malls and stealing hubcaps. Hubcaps? That with, line. With peeling, with, with peeling flesh? Come on now. That gets me Let's every fucking this. time. Yep. So and good. With, with the... Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I just... I really enjoy this EP. So that, there it is. My number five was Gray Sea, Wait in the Water. Gracie's second release under under 12 months and they're just you know they keep evolving and maturing and just becoming more expansive in their sound they got Under Oath's Aaron Gillespie on this last EP for a, a real fucking banger of a melodic closer and granted that song is not like very math core hardcore at all but Tracks like Worthless and Abandonment both really fucking bring it super hard. And, I mean, they're, they're putting out a music video and a live session for every single song from Which every release. Which is crazy, dude. One of the hardest working and most uh, prolific bands of the last couple of years. Massive respect for Gracie. They're doing good stuff. Yeah, very positive individuals as well. You know, just keep pumping shit out and just, you know, good yeah. attitude. I see... Sometimes I see some criticisms raised at the vocal stylings, but I really like what David does. I, I think that that technique is, it just sounds good. I don't think it has to be, quote unquote, technically refined for it to sound good in the same way that I appreciate Peter's vocals in Kaunashi. Granted, I don't think those are as good as what David is doing. I think David actually has a much better, more refined oh, much style more soul, than absolutely. whatever just... Peter's trying to do for this last couple album cycles. So yep. there's that. Um, yeah, uh, number five for me. It's gonna be a little more Screamo Index going on here. Graph Orlock and credits. This is the best thing that you could have ever given us just to like go on tour, play a few shows. Not even tour, just like play a few shows, make the last EP and just call it good. And just what a great way to exit. Uh, once again, you got your movie inserts, just slamming, just blasting shit going on. I mean, if you know Graf Orlock, good. If you don't, 
You stupid bitch. Go listen to Graf Orlock right now. Uh, they just did a great uh, uh, holiday show as well. I think it was like their ender. Um, they just released, I think they just, the other day on Instagram too, just like, just put a little video out, just like, hey, leftover merch is on there. Thank you all. Love you guys. That whole thing. So, I mean, what a, what a great way to end a project of like over 10 years, you know? Just phew, fade into the sunset, you know? I really don't have too much commentary on that release. I hardly listen to it, sadly. Well, it sounds like you need to listen to Graf Orlock, Christian, right? <laughs> of course, I'm well familiar with him, but yeah, I'll have to go back and jam that again. So my number four was Fake Pollux, the Flashlight EP. Woo! This is so fucking good. I honestly, looking at this list, I feel like I should have put this a bit higher because I listened to this so many goddamn times and have not gotten sick of it. Stay tuned to my list. It's like hearing a more streamlined version of Floral's instrumentals with spoken word and like shouted vocals with abstract lyrics, but it's just all delivered with such impeccable dance-inspiring style that uh, it's just, it's fucking irresistible. It's so, so good. The callback call and response of like of this project is just like and then when you see them live motherfuckers are doing exactly that so consistent so good and like this is truly this is truly what they should have been doing this whole time yeah and like I love that like kind of their thing is like we got we got an instrumental project we also got a vocal project. Elaine the singer, right. florals, right? Then they moved into this, like, you, and then they added a few, they added one or two members, and it's like, God damn it, this is good. This is what it should have been the whole fucking time. Like, you know? Yeah, they have Kevin from Elaine the singer doing drums, and I think occasionally Greg doing drums from Rob Ford Explorer. I've seen some some, some different homies, like, in different videos, yeah. Yeah, the guitarist of Rob Ford Explorer is currently the bassist of Fake Pollux as well. And um, they just announced a show coming up here, them and then um, somebody else... Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyways, uh, my number four. Oh man, I hate to do this again. I'm gonna shoot her and some screamo in here. In loving memory, a gentle son, a gent, a gentler son. I didn't even. I don't think I even listened to that one time. You stupid motherfucker. <laughs> uh, let me then let me school you here. Uh, but overall. Iowa-based Screamo legends from damn near late 90s to early 2000s uh, is just a dual vocal Screamo attack. This one, you know, um, just like Jerome's Dream, the Screamo has aged, therefore the vocals have aged, Mm -hmm. right? So we have a different vocal styling from one of the sides, but I still, it's a a male-female dual vocal project where you still have the In Loving Memory action going on there. I just, I gotta say, for all of y'all in in loving memory, for, I mean, most of these people have not been doing too much projects through the years. It's like nothing too prolific. Like a few of them have like certain things, but it's just um, to come back, decide this project, they're gonna do this. Cause I, I remember in like 2020, they were talking to me about like, oh, just wait, you just wait, that whole thing. And sure enough, they, they have shows come, they, they already did a, they did a, uh, two record release shows consecutively. The first night showed out, uh, sold out. So they did another one and then they have a few shows planned coming soon. So, um, if anybody out there just loves dual vocal screamo in loving memory, but also if you like screamo, you already know about in loving memory. So just make sure you check that shit out. It's just solid as fuck. Honestly, just once again, if you don't know about it, you need to know about it. All right. So my number three was circuit circuit body songs. Oh, 
Circuit Circuit are definitely part of this changing of the guard, if you will, in math core, but you could actually argue they're part of an even newer generation following the Dowboys generation. I mean, they had the same kind of idiosyncratic lyrical vibe, all the whimsy and irreverence that just makes for a great band. Um, but they Based are on Dark Trail Records. <coughs> that's true, yes. You can get that on CD from Dark Trail. Uh, yeah, they're just they're leaning even harder into the sass elements and the post-hard, driving post-hardcore elements. They, they clearly like drive like Yahoo and that kind of stuff. Love that. Yep. Overall, they just continue to show promise. I love their first release, love body songs, and I think that they'll probably be regarded as important in this this next wave. I like how you say that. Next wave. Yep. Yeah. It's, um, it's truly, I just had to sit back and, and look at it from an old man's perspective. Yep. So much time has passed. On this, on the next kind of like new wave here you're talking about, right? My number three, Abrupt Decay. <laughs> Hell yeah, good choice. Yep. Um, as it as it as it came for me, so it shall come for you. It, it, it shall come for you. Chilling. Uh, it's just the. I am talking about this is one of those releases where it is from the artwork from the album to the tracks to the lyrics. God damn it, sign me up. I'm here for it. Um, overall, a beautiful, beautiful, chaotic blend of metalcore and mathcore uh, going down here. I can't say anything else. Just if you haven't listened to it, just go listen to it, man. You're making me regret not putting this on my list because that is an exceptionally good release. They're they're a really sick band. And since you bring up the art, cover art by Jeff, our, our homie Jeff Lasars. Jeff of some Jeff yeah. Jeff. Um, I, I gotta say though, it's uh, just like your circuit circuit. I should have put that on there, but we'll go different tat here. I appreciate that. We'll go Dutch. So speaking of Jeff. My number two EP was Sunflower. Oh, look at us. That's a good segue. What am I driving here? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, come what may. uh, Again, this is like the Black Matter Device EP where it's just two new songs, but they are easily Sunflower's best work yet and they feel like such a logical continuation of the material the best material from the LP it's it feels it's not even like a b-side it does just feel like a continuation from the LP it's you know perfection the material on those two songs are just really really inspiring upbeat that some of the best riffs from Carter some of the best drumming from Ethan like in comparison Ethan's drumming on the LP seems very like He's punching under his weight. Hearing him do this shit, it's like, damn, he really, he could do this the whole time. I kind of want to like, also want to go, Ethan, Ethan, just like Jeff. <laughs> at some point, Dude, <laughs> Ethan is like, Ethan is definitely a bit of a visionary. He's a really great lyricist. He's like a poet, so I think he contributes significantly to the lyrical themes of Sunflower's music. But yeah, come what may, really good two new songs, and then the Void Dweller remix remix is just fucking slap, of course. Mwah, chef's kiss. Yeah, Trevor is one of the best they are one of the best uh, artists in underground hip hop and it's just it has such broad appeal to people who like extreme music in general if you like Death Grips I think you're gonna like it if you like Cyberground you're gonna like it if you like if you listen if you like lo-fi music if you like (laughs) Mathcore and you listen to what he is providing it's just easter eggs of just goodness within the music you're like oh what what is that oh what's that oh shit what's that like it's it's fucking crazy dude yeah void dweller this is a bit of a tangent now but definitely delivered some of the best 
sampling of this kind of music that I, I've encountered yet. Yeah, there's not many people doing it, to be fair. There's Void Dweller and Hands are the two kind of... Ah, Hands. Remember Hands, yep, the dubstep yep, yep, or yep. vaporwave project? I'm fine on that, but yes. Honestly, <laughs> that one EP they put out was really sick, though. All right, um, number two. Man, it's going to be some more deathcore here, and I'm sorry, guys, but um, Psycho Frame. Fuck yeah. Um, Hear me out, though. It's the first release of this year. Well, yeah, I figured. Remote, remote God Seeker. That was the better one of the two. I agree. Um, the second one that they just released, there was way too many vocal um, uh, appearances where I'm like, well, I, I need to... Yep. I, I basically chose the first EP due to so many vocal appearances on the second one. Yep. But ultimately, y'all, Psycho Frame, if, you, if anybody out there... like, I'm, I hate this. Uh, everybody out there, take a shot. If anybody's into that MySpacey... Deathcore Death style, yeah. just motherfucker. <laughs> this is the newest out of nowhere band that is doing it very, very well. I would say that they are probably the best band in deathcore right now, in in my opinion. And I'm just gonna leave it at that. That's it. Yep. I can't say I wouldn't say Thy Art is Murder anymore necessarily. I, Ten years ago, who I before CJ <laughs> McMahon decided to be just an absolute twat, but. Yep. So my number one EP of this year was the Callous Star Boys. God smiles upon the Callous Star Boys. You know, what can I say about this band that we haven't said already? I think it's very clear now more than ever that they are the flagship artists of the genre. They just continue to push the envelope. Sure, should I say the pink envelope? Mm-hmm. Again and again with more ambitious compositions. They've been adding more electronic and pop elements with every subsequent release. Case in point, this release opens with that trance beat shit. And um, yeah, in a way, it just feels like this EP is a lot sharper than the material delivered on Celebrity Therapists. Uh, the transitions are so much smoother. The hooks are catchier. It, they just they improved every element that I was really like nagging on them in our, our review of that and uh, yeah I'm just I'm one really thing, impressed. One, one thing I missed about like when I mentioned on, the, on my number seven here, um, I, I do like the EP version of Cal's Dad Boys. It lets me kind of like digest and really take in what's going on here because there's there's a lot going on. It's multi-genre in a way, you know that kind of thing. There's more like there's some jazz inclusions that are a little bit more. Jazzy, I guess. Yep. I just need a second to take <laughs> take in Carson's vocals and like vocal approach too. I just like was like, damn, I need a little second here. Like, Carson, just upping the game every fucking release. Really, really loving the approach on this one in particular. The singing is just so much better than it was on Die on Mars, for example. Yep. Yep. And executed so much better live too. Like they sound so good live. Like I, I saw somebody say that they sounded bad at Blissmas. Like. Go fuck yourself. And that's absolutely a goddamn lie. You're fucking, you're blowing smoke, G. That they fucking, every time I've seen them live in the last two years, they are so on. I think if you got like one or two haters like through the crowd, like that shows you're kind of also doing something right, you know? Never, never, you can't even keep everybody It happy, wasn't you know, enough testosterone on yep. stage, apparently. Exactly. Um, so I guess we're on to... My LPs. number one? No, no. I, oh, I, no. I got I to gotta do my number one. Yeah, yeah. You're number one. I feel like... This EP list that you and I shared 
uh, it's like some of the kids we forgot about. You're like, oh right, we had that kid. <laughs> but also ones that it's like, oh that's your favorite. This is my favorite. Right. Uh, number one, fake Pollux. Flashlight EP, man, I can't tell you how many times I revisited this EP. Uh, I think truly, even the first two tracks, I thought it was like, oh, this is amazing. I don't even know what they're gonna do after this. This is fucking crazy. <laughs> exactly. But, but the, the proof's in the pudding, man. I mean, it, it is what it is. Like fucking, just let let's just keep doing this amazing, beautiful math rock. The call and response, and just the lyrical content. There's a little like kind of like humor in it. Like I'm not sure exactly like what the lyrics are about. Yeah, they're so cryptic. Like, just it's it's cryptic. Yeah. Very abstract lyrics for sure. Yep. I, I just overall just sign me up. Let's do more. Good call. Yep. Yeah, honestly, hearing you say that, I almost regret not putting it higher in my list. Anymore. Oh, no, same here. I, I, but this is like, I, I think every year we've done this where I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, ah, oh, shit, I should, ah, oh, god damn it. But we don't talk about this shit before, so. Yeah, we never do. Nope. We, it's like we have like a, a rule that we don't. I just, I deliberately don't share it with you, so it's more surprising when we talk about it together. It's like we're getting married. I don't want to show you my wedding dress before, right. you know? <laughs> you want to... You can't Surprise. have. You want to buy the cow without tasting the milk, am I right? Ah, touche, touche. I like is, that. Isn't I like that, that the expression? No, it is. It is actually, okay. and it's a gross expression. On to LPs now. Yeah. Uh, shall I go first, or shall you? No, uh, actually, uh, let me well, let me take this. Go let, ahead. Yeah. Let me, you let me first. stir this into the sunset here. Um, number ten. Now this one bounced back and forth for me from like nine, eight to number ten, but uh, I'm gonna say no matter what, thin dusk. This is by far my favorite release from Thin so far. The biggest thing about this release, god damn it, Ashley, I love the lows. The little like, the like almost like um, cookie monsters. Yeah, co- not even cookie monster. It was like um artificial brain lows. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, so I, I just I truly enjoyed this release. Like gutturals. Yep, gutturals almost. Uh, Top notch math core with the little lows in there. Mwah, sign me up. I agree. I, I think it's their best release to date, and I'll have some more comments on that here in a second. All right, so my number 10 was Gendo Akari, Roku Bungi. There's just so many switch-ups in every track uh, as compared to their previous stuff, and which was a bit more straightforward grind course. This one really caught me by surprise. It's... Uh, Man, the, the arrangements are just more distinctly technical, and the riffs are more down-tuned. And uh, I would describe a lot of what they're doing as really mathcore adjacent, at the very least. So it, it, had a, it had a big appeal to me. It almost kind of gave me more of what I wanted out of See You Next Tuesday, if that makes sense. A, mm-hmm. This album has a very See You, I'm just going to say, has a very See You Next Tuesday kind of aesthetic in the production, the vocals, the, the guitars especially. But, yeah, fucking... Excellent, excellent release. Really enjoyed this one. Jammed it like a hundred, not a hundred plays plus for it on Last FM. So. I like that. I like that. Um, all right, number nine. Uh, just bouncing off from what you were saying. See you next Tuesday. Distractions. <laughs> 
respect that. Um, this is one, might be a biased thing, I just had to slap the OGs on the list. I feel like I really enjoyed this more than Intervals. Uh, not as much as Par Parasite, but let's not compare a release from 2010. Fucking yeah, that whole thing. I agree. But I just love that they came back. Same fucking lineup. Fox, Drew. Mwah, that's fucking awesome, dude. I just um, Jimmy on the kit and Jimmy on the kit. Uh, it's a uh, it's just a great release. I really don't have a track like specifically even where I favor. I just when I turn this on, I just know that I'm listening to See You Next Tuesday, and just something about that, it's just it's enough. They I have really enjoyed, you know, instantly recognizable sound. I agree. And I just they, they came back non problematic and fucking just like crushed a goddamn <laughs> album, you know, and did They've some just shows been and such everything. Nice. They just they're like total sweethearts as well. And then on top of that, they just came out with another little like EP where they had like vocal appearances like of older tracks they had around, you know, and like mm. reversions. Oh like, yeah, not to that's that hasn't come out yet. I think it's coming out next year, but. Yeah. yeah, the remixes with Rich yep. uh, Lombardi, that is. <laughs> I say it like I hang out with him every day. Rich Lombardi, the Sawtooth Grin, is on one of these remixes. Uh, the dude from... Um, uh, God, I think uh, yeah, there's a bunch of like Cybergrind people remixing their tracks and repurposing them with a different vocalist. And yep, it's just yep, really yep, yep. fucking a really cool idea. Anyway, good choice. What's your number So, nine? let's see here. My number nine... I was going back to my notes on See You Next Tuesday because I wanted to continue that conversation. My number nine is Pupil Slicer Blossom. Yeah, so with Blossom, Pupil Slicer have, I mean, just speaking of bands that have established themselves at the forefront of the genre, them, they're like the U.S. They're the U.K. counterpart to the Callous Cowboys in my mind. Well said. Kate and Carson coming up right around the same time with their both their respective projects. Met them both the same year, as I recall, uh, at the Dillinger finale. And I think Kate has just found their voice as a composer on this record. Found their voice literally as a vocalist, and their influences such as Dillinger and Converge are still evident, but just not so much to dominate the conversation. They lost their bass player this last month, Luke. And, yeah, which I really hope that they just recover from because I, I I know Luke was a very big part of that group, so I really hope that like they just like kind of pop back from there and just keep going. Yeah, hopefully they get another bassist who matches their style. Luke was very strong with the finger style, so also just involved with the band and everything. They they gave him yeah. they gave Luke a pretty good fucking solid shout out when, like when they set parted ways on Instagram. You Creative know? differences, so, but yep. yeah, like a total uh, very respectful parting of ways for sure. So, um, this just kept reminding me of when Dillinger dropped Miss Machine and blew everyone's mind with the inclusion of pop hooks into Mathcore. Like, Blossom is a pretty fucking strong effort there on this album. It's great. Uh, they, they were so bold to drop the title track, the last track of the album, and the most risky, you know, boldly melodic, accessible track, if you will, for the debut single for, for the release. So Better than dropping the... The, the starting tra intro track, that kind of thing. I you hate know? I hate when that happens. Yeah. It just like spoils the fun, the surprising way. But anyway, so you're all right. Um, number eight, uh, we're going a, a dark show release here. We're okay. going U Euclid Sea Finder. The mirror, my weapon. I love you. I gotta tell you, not only do I love the actual like title of this album, this chaotic and fast mathcore 
just it, it grabbed my ear properly. Um, always been a fan of Euclid uh, Seafinder, and this one just keeps going on, you know? It's a three-piece that is just relentless, and um, you got your kind of like MySpace-y, funny, like, titles to the tracks. Lyrically, there's more weight, like emotional weight, but also some humor in there as well. Overall, I just really found myself, like, like going back to like how I like rate my albums, I came back to this album a lot more than I thought I did, you know? So, uh, yeah, fucking love it. I love that you have that on there. Yep. Yeah, their best release for sure. Super, super good. So my number eight is Sleep Sculptor, Divine Recalibration. So with Divine Recalibration, Sleep Sculptor have definitely leveled up in every conceivable way. they truly living up to the album's title here. Although I, I do miss the, the double vocal attack, Florent really handled the vocal duties really well. And it's just there's just such incredible energy and forward motion behind every single track. Here's my thing with the with the dual vocal. I I, I they're on my list as well. Uh, but I was trying to be like, oh, what do I want to like? Am I, do I like the older or do I like newer? But really, when I go back to the older, one though, person could be doing all exactly of that. because both dual vocals. Even though I love the two boys that were doing that shit, uh, their ranges were very similar. One person had the arguably very lower morph, lows, and, and one person had like the higher frantic, highs. yeah. But, but our, our our new addition, uh, Florent, uh, is just doing them both. Exactly. So I guess uh, who needs them? <laughs> as, a, <laughs> as a proper vocalist could do, for sure. Actually, speaking of which, if you do like Ben and uh, the other homie whose name escapes me, they're, they're doing another band together. And they just, Shut the fuck up. They just announced the name of it, and I'm totally spacing on that. But I thought homie, one, homie stopped for art, and then I'm going to start doing do a mushroom thing. I, I can't speak with any int- intimacy about that. But. <laughs> but yeah, they really just turned up the complexity and the intensity. The songs have a lot more angular and indirect approach. It's less death y and more just interesting overall. Really, Agreed. Really, really fuck with this album. Yep. All right, man. Um, we're going here. Number seven. From Joy. From Joy. Bad company, bad company, bad company. Just the idea of that. Uh, I love it. Uh, we always kind of uh, made a joke about this on the podcast when bands do this. Um, I'm surprised how many bands do do it. Uh, but um, it's just glitchy, frantic, yet beautiful, and just extremely unique in this mathcore uh, uh, sound. Even though this year has been more of a glitchy kind of like thing going on, uh, I think From Joy has just just grab that shit by the fucking horns and just going for it you know so i just I, yeah i couldn't it could not not be on my list that's funny i had a feeling that it was going to make your top 10 it has to be yeah absolutely they're, they're so good cutting edge is definitely the word that i would or the phrase i would use to describe them uh what's your number seven so my number seven is telos delude They have absorbed another incredible Copenhagen band, Demersal. Mm-hmm. And they're showing so much range on this record. You know, much like Eyes, we'll be talking about again here in a minute, 
were seeing such a drastic improvement in quality from their previous stuff. Like they were sick before, but the songwriting is just like really, really dialed in now, and they're they're bringing a much broader range of sounds, more dynamic stuff. Uh, Especially when compared to something like Immersed in Green. Mm-hmm. We premiered that video in 2016, and this is like a completely fucking different band from then. The material is just way more complex and thoughtfully arranged. And um, yeah, I would just describe many of the tracks as being multi-phased. So there's there's like different arcs to every to quite a few tracks that really just gives it a, a complete album flow. When we talked about this this album, it's a it's a ride. You really gotta fucking put your time in and just enjoy the ride, you know? Yeah. So Alright man. Um so we were at uh, number six. Number six here. Um we just kinda went over this, but sleeps uh sleep go uh sleep uh sleep slump sco- slumper. Sleep Uh, 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 that's, so, that's like the entire meme of their Facebook group. It's just people saying like slump slumper. God like damn, it. it's so hard to say it. <laughs> Sleep sculptor. It's, <laughs> Susie had a seashell by the seashore. So that whole thing. It's like, right. God fucking damn it. Anyways, uh, I, I really, I, since Christian just touched on this, I'm not going to say too much. Just technical nonstop brutality here with this math core. Uh, Florent really stepped in to fill in a dual vocal situation, which I mean, that can't be easy, but it's it, it worked out really well. So uh, I just um, top notch to to a Silent Pendulum for giving them the opportunity. And uh, yeah, Sleep Sculptor, just keep let's, let's keep going on. Slank Doinker, keep yeah, going. Slopping Slopper, just keep it going. All right. So my number six was Eyes. Congratulations. Victor, my boy, you're making the list twice Hello. there. Yeah, so although the approach is a bit more straightforward when compared to Telos especially, the result of placing so much emphasis on minimalism with the way the sliding guitar parts and the simple drum parts in exchange, yep. it makes for some goddamn earwigs. This album is just catchy as hell. Music videos are fucking top-notch. Incredible, exactly. Great music videos with very strongly curated visual aesthetic. And that's from album to album. That, that that is consistent from their earlier stuff, which I, which I like. But this album is just so much better. They just have, I mean, what they're doing just really draws me in, and the visuals are a big part of that. And Victor is also just an interesting, enigmatic, and versatile vocalist, sort of bringing out different techniques for both bands. I just never get bored of any of his respective projects. These, both these albums were on constant repeat for me when we were covering them. Agreed. Agreed. And upon revisiting them, I'm like, yeah, this fucking album is so good. Like, so yeah, eyes, good job on that one. Put it, I've even put it over Telos, which I, had I, to I, I like. You went Telos, eyes. Yeah. <laughs> All right, moving on to number five. Here we go. Um, Chamber, a love to kill for. Had to be there. Just uh, the Southern Boys, just uh, crushing it. This is the fourth release from Chamber, and it is a full-scale attack. Fucking 14 blistering tracks of just beautiful mathcore, chaotic metalcore, under 30 minutes. Sign me up. We've been covering this band since day one, and this is without a doubt their 
their finest work. This is their, I think this is their magnum opus. They've dropped the code orangey kind of industrial side and just went to the relentless, just technical. We got more exactly. shit than that. Yeah, it's, it's great. so much. It's so distilled yep. now. Yep. Yep. Distilled. There's just no fluff and there's no unnecessary repeats. It's just really to the point. And even, I'll have more to say about that as well. Even if you look at the artwork, it just it it, it it seems more artsy and chaotic in a way. And I just all in all, I just I love it. Just sign me up. Art is great. Yeah. Got to agree with you there. It's, I think it's their best cover so far yep. as well. All right, bud. Let's hear number five. So my number five is Thin Dusk. Oh, wow, you really threw it up there. Okay. I, I just jammed this one so many times, and they just they really show an incredible amount of depth and versatility on their third LP here, and there's a real air of ominousness and some unexpected left-hand turns, and I, I just really appreciate the fact they're trying different things. The softer dynamics, the more restrained arrangements, the, the establishing the trend of having the one, like, acoustic or, like, banjo, some sort of, you know, uh, I don't want to say... Just sort of an alternate take, if you will, kind of on yep. the, the, the track listing. It just really it lends a lot more character to what they're doing, and I really enjoy this album. They're almost hitting some more screamo-like notes, too, this time around, I noticed. So, and But also with more kind of like death metal-type vocals, too. So it really is just... It's, it's difficult to categorize, but at the same time, yeah, I enjoyed it immensely. All right, man. Well, I can't say too much about that because I already covered it. Yep. Um, I'm going to move on to my number four. Sure. Um, Screamo Index, little shoehorn here. Jerome's Dream. Knew it. The Grain Between. Man, once oh. again. That was like number 21 on my... my I, I figured, I figured. <laughs> so... Um, if you all haven't went out and listened to the Mathcore Index interview with us and uh, Jerome's Dream that we did in July, please do. It's It, it was very heartwarming, uh, great uh, experience to talk to them and just get some backstories. Got to do that in our in, in the living room and just uh, just just be boys boys there. Um, it's th- my favorite interview that you've conducted so far, I think. God, I tried to conduct it. Uh, I got to say, this is just like the In Loving Memory uh, EP on my EP list. Uh, this just has to be on there. These just, just the Screamo gods do provide. They come back and just uh, bring us some, I would say, damn near the best work they've done. 100% agree. It's yes, their best album. Yes, Jeff does not sound like a screaming eagle like back in the day, like late 90s, early 2000s. His vocals sound good, dude. It is. He has really just beefed up. He's got away from that megaphone thing and just it sounds so good. The additions from Homie from uh, Loma Prieta is just it is just a lot of feet. There's more there. It's it's feedback like back in the day, but more aggressive. Just everything about this album. I really enjoy. I love it so much. Is it Math Corp? I don't know, but God damn it, is it fucking good? So my number four was Chamber of Love to Kill For. This is why we do this, man. This is their best and most extreme collection of tracks to date. This band is just so full goddamn throttle through the whole LP. It just has so many tempo changes and technical riffs. I would not be surprised if this made just a lot of Mathcore fans' album of the year list. One thing I noticed is that they're really focusing on shorter songs, and 
I'm never left feeling like any track could offer more, though. It's they really just pack so much into every track that it's it's perfect, basically. I don't think any you're not gonna like find something deeply intellectual, perhaps, about it because it's really just like taking it to the next level of extremity. And it's not like super progressive or especially experimental. It's just really, you have to just admire the level at which they're operating. It's just it's staggering how many switch ups are in every fucking song. Yep. Really, really good. I think that they've surpassed all their contemporaries with this record as well. One of the best bands doing it right now. One of the best bands of their generation. I, I don't think that modern metalcore gets better than this. Just consecutively pumping shit out. It's, you know? it's basically a masterclass. Yep. Quoting myself here. Man, number three for me, Closet Witch. Oh wow! Um, yeah. You liked it that much. God damn it! Dude. I can't believe that we didn't. You didn't push for us to cover that on uh, the last episode. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Um, uh, this is one that just um, when I go back to my listens, I'm like, huh, <laughs> oh, it's okay. I guess I fucking was really jamming you. Overall, just a frenzied, passionate, and well-crafted grind album that is just filled with bangers. And I just. I don't know, man. Just, uh, just give me any Closet Witch. I'll fucking take it. I'll I'm a big fan of Closet Witch, but that was like number 25 or 30 on my list. And it just, what was holding me back was the production. I thought the production was pretty rough on this one. There's, I agree with you. Um, but just that, uh, I just needed some grind in my list, man. And I, I, this was it. I do love that band, yeah. though, to be fair. Respect that choice. So my number three is Good Game, Get Good. Really taking the emo math rock combo to, I said this day before yesterday when we talked about it, but just they've taken it to the absolute pinnacle. Complex yet delicate instrumentals over beautiful vocal harmonies. It's it's just incredible. They This is their catchiest, most memorable material to date. Really happy for them that they got this LP out because every track is just sticks with me, man. I've had this album on repeat since it dropped and I cannot get the songs out of my head. They haunt me. It's excellent. It's a great release. It's right? the I mean, best like, it's, math rock yeah, album of the last 10 years. It's on my list, too. Don't worry. That's a hard statement for me to make because there's a lot of Delta Sleep albums I would put up there pretty high, too. Maybe Delta Sleep actually would usurp that position. but Delta Sleep took a backseat this year. Oh, well, in the last couple years? Since, yeah, since, um, since Twin Galaxies, the one after that. I'm blanking on it. Since Ghost City or whatever it is, I, I think that was uh, maybe a bit of a tipping point for them. And then Spring Island, I was kind of pretty lukewarm on as well. I was lukewarm on that. Yep, absolutely. Um, all right, uh, number two, Dreamwell. Uh, in my in my saddest dreams, I am beside you. I 
mean, what, what can we say? It is multi-genre, screamo, hardcore, post-rock, mathcore influences here. It's just, it's everything. Um, th there's some singy parts that are just top-notch. Dreamwell has really just like let that snowball roll down the hill and they are just adding more and more going on and it's fucking beautiful, man. I have to agree. I think in retrospect, it's probably, it was like number 22 or 23 on my list and I think this is even better than their last one. I really love that last album. Yeah, there's some really, really strong, especially like Blight Town beat. I was really liking what they were doing on that one. Really just showing some good range and good pacing on that album for sure. I agree. Yep. So my number two was Euclid Sea Finder, The Mirror, My Weapon, I Love You. Yeah, this album is basically just a love letter to mathcore and grindcore and just that era of MySpace that really popularized this sound. Every song is just perfect. I, it's like, I can't stop listening to it as well. I mean, it, as soon as I got the masters, it's basically one that I've just had on repeat. And um, the lyrical themes on this one hit extra hard for me. And it certainly doesn't hurt that these are some of the best and most frantic math core and math grind arrangements I've heard in years. Let's do a little Dark Trail plug here. Christian, if everybody likes the record, where they can find it? You can also pick that up on 12-inch final via Dark Trail Records. Yeah. Pew, pew, multiple variants. Let's do this. All right, man. So your album of the year. Uh, it is uh, number one. Good game. Get good. The song Siren Sings Duh. That's all I'm going to say. Fucking duh. Because why not? Uh, this is beautiful math rock. It's the best. Uh, I was not expecting Brock to put anything together ever again. Uh, and here we are. This album has just a twinkly just beauty to it. There are both beautiful yet just meaningful also humorous lyrics going on in here and they kind of make fun of themselves make fun of the genre but also kind of tap into more like personal you know things like with the lyrics i just it's all over the place in a good way i just it's all encompassing and just fuck man what good game just like most of these bands we've talked about we've been bracing them since the beginning so since their inception yep we love you guys. 16, I want to say. Yeah, we love you guys. Hope you, hopefully, you love us. And just uh, that's that, that's it, man. Just a uh, good game. Get good. Please love us. Uh, good game. <laughs> get good. Get gooder. There we go. Hope you guys just keep going. <laughs> got good. They'd never been better. Get got it. Got it good. All right. You see what I did there, Levi? I just I, I, I put no, it I, one I, of the goddamn songs. Yeah, yeah, I ruined it. it. <laughs> no, I ruined it. All right. So my number one album was Basil's Kite. Shooting stars. Waiting on her!
I've had this one on repeat since receiving the earliest mixes about, God, two years ago, I think. And this album has just essentially been in the works for, I, I guess, kind of like a decade plus. Some of these tracks are previously instrumental arrangements that have come to like fruition finally with vocals. And I had a part in that, I'm proud to say. I encouraged Jack to, at least for at least one track anyway, I encouraged him to add vocals to it. And it just became my favorite song on the LP. So I feel really vindicated hearing that. But man, this is. Australia just has a way of surprising me time and time again with how consistently quality their extreme music can be. And Basil's Kite is one of those bands that is just so good, but hasn't really gotten the recognition that they've deserved until now, at least, I feel. Maybe. Not the widest recognition that I would like to see them get, but this album, again, just almost a decade into making, uh, into making rather, they've endured a couple lineup changes and a lot of challenges in the process of writing and recording the record. But it's the result is one of the best mathcore records I've heard in years. One of the most balanced mathcore records I've heard in years, mm-hmm. with a really good combination of screaming and singing, of really a, a broad variety of song subjects but still coming together in like a cohesive way as well. Like the lyrics, waiting on a train, a train, a train. Deep. Ah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and they've also, they're flirting with some microtonal shit as well, like on the song Train Song, which was one of my favorite songs on the <laughs> so album, actually. It's fucking good, dude. It's so good. The, the sardonicism is just thick in what they do. It's it's really, you can just tell that, that they drip humor in a way that only bands like Steak Sauce Mustache do. Do you know his podcast off the bat where we can plug that? Like Music Rules. Music with, Rules. With Jack and Finn. It's it's a little over my head, but god damn it, it's great to listen to those two Aussies just talk. It's great. They, they have a really good uh, dynamic going on, for sure. It's it's funny and very insightful. And mm-hmm. if you, but if you're a music student, yeah, I think that you will really gain something listening to it, because they're, they're very informed as well. I try to understand. You just gotta sit there and... I have to Google some shit, too, you know? Yeah, uh, every song on this album is just so incredible. Everything offers something memorable, be it a hook, a chorus, an earwig, riff, or lyrical line. I mean, it's 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 got this, like, Baroque opener. I, I could probably just talk about every single song, so I won't do that. But, yeah, I really, really love this album. I, w- I would definitely point to Train Song, Wiggle, Sun is Shining, and Bach Vark is the song that was an instrumental originally that they then placed vocals on. Oh, okay, okay. And so there you have it. There's our best albums of 2023. If you do have a problem with this, that's okay. That's fine. You're wrong and I hate you. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're totally wrong, but it's, it's fine. It's all good. Yeah, so I got to say this this year, as opposed to other years, I was really able to narrow it down quite quickly. This year was, I was going to say it was painfully mid. There's a lot of six and seven out of ten kind of albums that I was just sort of middling on and not will, returning to. I will bounce back from what you just said and just I'm still grateful that people are pumping shit out and putting out to the ether. A lot of legacy acts came back and delivered some of the best material of their career, so I think that's the main takeaway here. 2023, at the end of this, everybody that listens to this, if you got a project that you think that might be up there, hit us up. Sometimes there's just some gems or some solo projects that we just don't know about yet, 
So just, uh, yeah, just uh, let us know what's going on. You know, I do say that the year itself was mid, but I'm very happy. That just made it so easy for me to select my top picks here because my top tens, I'm very, very confident in the quality of all those releases. Like, Calis, yep. that's the best release of the Callus Boys career, and the Euclid Sea Finder and Basil's Kite record, I really did listen to literally hundreds, like hundreds of listens on both of those albums. Overall, I'm going to say right now... 500 just, plus for Basil's Kite. In a, in, a nutshell, <laughs> in a nutshell from this episode, I did realize that, like, everybody has been pumping out better than worse from what they did before. But also, this is an ep- episode of us just, you know, giving love. But I would say that, like, most of these bands we're talking about, like, yeah, they just, like, pumped out, like, extra good stuff, so... Keep it up. Let's go. Indeed. Keep that ball rolling, baby. So, first of all, Happy New Year. You guys are going to listen to this, hopefully, before beginning of the year. But no matter what. Next Monday, probably, I'm thinking. We love you all. Just thank you for supporting MathCore Index, supporting MathCast, supporting the bands, listening to our dumbass fucking voices. Yeah, a special thank you to our Patreon supporters, especially. Patreon supporters, just anybody in the chats ever, thank you, love you. It's it's great. I just uh, the the Mathcore Index community, even like within talking about these bands, I just like we're talking about them, but in my head, I'm like, oh my god, like oh, because they knew this person, like it's it's just Mathcore Index community. It's it's amazing, man. That that by far the community aspect is. I've said this many times. It's been the most rewarding aspect of what it is that we do is seeing everybody come together on music and gigs and shit. So it's simple law. If you love us, we love you. <laughs> if you listen to Mathcast, you're a member of Mathcast. Does that work? Does that play there? You're in the gang. Yeah. You're in the gang now. You're in the Mathcore Index gang. You're fucking. <laughs> We'll have to jump you in now. Yeah, yeah, we'll do. We'll, it's it's more of like a slap tap thing. It's not much punching. It's more slapping, but it's all good. No, we don't know how to use our hips. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yo, um, just uh, once again, just thank you for just a great year. Um, thanks for listening to us, and that's it. Yeah, that's it. So I, I guess that about wraps it up for our best of 2023. I'm your host Christian, and I'm your co-host Levi, and we'll be back again in a couple weeks with some more sick underground bands. Good night and. Stay beautiful.